This is the audio diary of the 24th day of the 7th month of year 2021. I am sitting out um, still on the Heather Trail. I started early on trail today. I know I'm definitely the first one um, to break trail right now because, uh, you know, I mean, no, but no one else at the camp was even near ready to actually get up um, by the time that I packed and left, which was uh, just past just about 8 a.m. Uh, I woke up at around 5.30 today, and indeed it was a really warm night last night, and so I um, slept pretty well. I woke up a couple of times, mostly because my sleeping mat um, was flattening, um, but you know, I, I, uh, so I, I woke up once or twice to blow up the mattress, uh, which is normal for me. I rarely sleep completely through the night. So, but it, otherwise it was still, a, it was a really warm night. I didn't have to put on a second pair of leggings. Um, and I woke up actually slightly sweaty. So, um, at least on the upper half of my body. So I was, it was a really warm night. I woke up, um, and sorry, if you hear chirping, it might be birds. It might also be the prairie dog that was, you know, really avidly <laughs> warning everybody else, um, of their crew to let them know that I was here. Um, and a lot of my mosquito bites seem to have gone down, which is also good news, though I did get a fresh one uh, this morning, as expected, as to be expected. Um, and I, yeah, started out on trail. I have a little less than 13k I need to make today. Um, I think a fair bit of it is uphill, so but I still, I have, you know, most of the day to do it. I hope to still eat lunch on trail because I think it'll be just nice to sit down and enjoy the view as much as I can. Um, and then I'll be off. Uh, so, and that'll be the end of the trail. Um, as for the very last day on trail, first of all, the morning sunlight is really, really beautiful. And I'm so glad I have started on trail quite early so that I can see this wonderful view um, with plenty of solitude. Uh, I think, I believe today is Saturday morning, so I won't be surprised if by the time I get near the parking lot, things will be very, very full um, and it'll get very crowded. So I'm going to enjoy the solitude while I can. And unlike my first couple of days on trail, um, I'm not filled with joy per se. Well, I, I should say that I'm, I've come to a point where I'm... You know, there were parts of the trail when I felt like, okay, this is good enough. I can go home, but I couldn't because I still had a schedule to follow. You know, I had, I, 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 I there were certain points at which I could go back, but then it would feel like giving up. So I didn't. Um, and then there were certain points where like, for example, yesterday, since yesterday, I already arrived at, um, when I was already at the lake, you know, I, I didn't really have much choice. I had to do another night, whether I wanted to or not, and, unless I was willing to, hike the entire way back um, and I didn't have enough time for that right so in in those in that sense you know I was kind of somewhat forced to stick to my schedule though of course I had some freedom but I sort of had to stick to my schedule and here I am while well, sticking to the schedule and I'm at the end of my trip I can't really extend it any longer because of my car rental um, and I'm coming to a point where you know, I mean, I, I started on this trail to 
to for for physical exercise, like real physical exercise, um, I also started on this trail to recover, emotional recovery, um, and introspection, and to get closer to God and um, closer to nature. Look within myself, find a bit of peace um, amongst the anxiety. Reset, really, my rhythm. Um, and emotional patterns, thinking patterns, quiet myself down. Those were all of the goals that I had while um, coming on this trip. And I guess I also wanted to find a happiness because I felt complete lack of ability to feel any excitement or happiness when I was on trail. Um, because, not when I was on trail, when I, when I was off the trail, um, because I was going through a depressive episode. And so um, my first couple of days on trail, it was like I joked about how my depression is cured because I was excited, I was delighted, I was singing, I was dancing. Um, sorry, I just heard some kind of animal noise. So I'm just going to take a look around to make sure I'm still by myself. Probably just some birds. Yeah, I don't see anything. Okay. Um, anyway, so it was a lot of that. Um, and thought, you know, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Um, but you know, there's the fundamental struggles that I've been having that have led me to be quite so depressed are much deeper and much more intimate and more complex than anything that, um, can, then it's, it's not just about momentary delight at something beautiful and wonderful. It's something bigger. If you hear me clapping, that's me trying to catch a mosquito. <laughs> um, and it's all of those things. Ah! Did I get it? No, I don't think I got it. I've got quite a lot of mosquitoes on trail, at least 10. Um, and I've gotten quite good at it. And I, because I think it's because I use my body as bait. Uh, whether I want to or not, I'm forced to use my body as bait. So <laughs> um, anyway, so it, it and since yesterday, especially after that really intense kind of um, introspective audio diary that I just recorded last night, I woke up feeling not like um, not like I was cured, not with happiness and delight and all the good things in the world are lining up for me, um, but with a quiet determination to understand that, you know, as much as I love this trail and there's a lot of work that I'm doing here, you know, my life lives outside of it. Um, I'm so glad that I have a refuge that I can turn to and find respite um, from the struggles of my life beyond the trail. I'm very thankful for it and I'm very thankful for nature for basically providing me a home. And um, I guess what I was was really homesick and I feel at home here. Um, so I'm very thankful for that. That being said, you know, there is a life to be lived outside of the trail. And I... I think my big takeaway from this trip is not just delight or joy or any of those things. Um, it is those things, but it is much more than that. Um, it isn't to say that just walking uh, 45 kilometers on a beautiful trail um, in Easy Manning Provincial Park isn't going to solve all my problems. What it will do is it will give me a bit more of that energy um, and that quiet and uh, a bit of a bigger reservoir of resilience so that I can um, go back on trail, uh, off trail and 
really live my life. Sorry, I hear some noises. That's why if you hear me stopping, if you hear me stop talking, that's what it's, I'm just paying attention to my surroundings. Oh yeah, it was just a bird. Um, yeah, it isn't to say that um, I'm gonna, I've solved <laughs> um, all my challenges and problems and I'm, life is gonna be fine. It's more so a matter of I, it's given me rest, a lot of rest, and therefore I have the um, energy and resilience to continue, you know, tackling and living my life. Um, and I understand that, you know, the struggles that I've had with relationships in particular are not things that I'm going to solve, um, are, are not going to be solved for me. Definitely not by being on trail. Like that is something that can never happen for me to somehow be alone um, for a couple of a few days. And, you know, that's the opposite of um, working on relationships, right? Um, what I can do instead is um, I, can, I can choose to be a different person. I can choose to be a different friend. I can choose to be a different kind of family member. Um, I can proactively, you know, seek out love and partnership. I can be accepting and more giving and for, forgiving of others around me to um, build the relationships that I want. Um, I can be there for others and let others know that therefore um, they can depend on me. I can learn to, um, you know, rely on other people better. Oh, just got a mosquito. Yay. I think that was the one that was bugging me and just bit me another time. Um, so it's all those things. Uh, and I'm very thankful for beautiful Heather Trail and God and his creation, this wonderful, wonderful nature with beauty, peace, um, and power for giving me that energy and that rest and that home so that I may, oh, I think I just got another mosquito bite. Oh, I need to get up, don't I? <laughs> um, to go out and tackle the rest of my life. And I am excited for um, going back home as much as I am excited for today's bit of the hike and a bit of that road trip I get to take. Um, and this is a great reminder that I love, as much as I love day hikes, as much as I love car camping trips, as much as I love road trips, um, nothing compares to multi-day backpacking trips. And I really need to make more of an effort um, to do this more often because I really don't. I really don't do this as often as I should. Um, and it's worth my time, my money, and my effort. Um, so I really should try and do this a lot more often. I'm going to definitely do at least one more if not two more um, in August so that you know I'm not going to miss BC too much when I leave and spend time with family in Korea. So I'll talk to you again at a different point on trail um, and hopefully I'll have you know minimum extra mosquito bites uh, by the time I talk to you again. All right talk to you later. This is the second audio diary of the 24th day of the seventh month of year 2021. I'm in a really windy space, so I apologize in advance for um, what that's going to do to the audio. I am sitting in front of Hope Slide, which is kind of like a roadside attraction that is one part man-made and one part um, natural. So what's really interesting about this is that um, they, you know, this, this, it's right off of highway number three, which I've been driving on. Um, but 
it, the reason it's an attraction is because it's the site of a massive landslide that happened, which revealed, you know, all these different layers of rocks with different colors, and it really looked like a rainbow vomit a little bit um, just because all the different um, layers of rocks that were revealed underneath the landslide um, it it's it's quite beautiful really um, there were various different colors of rocks and then there's but but you know because it's the side of a landslide there's rocks and debris kind of flowing downwards in that kind of downward motion but it's stopped there so i think the best way to describe it would be a little bit like a multicolored rock vomit <laughs> rainbow vomit um anyway so one thing is about the actual landslide and the mountain um but as a result of the landslide there's just a lot of rock and debris that's fallen down beside the highway and it's kind of like a valley of rocks um small and big and it, this has become a famous site for people to tag as in graffiti tag so there's people who've marked their various names everywhere um couples families and this is part of the culture around this location so it's not even I guess discouraged um, and people climb up and down these rocks find a rock that they like and then they tag it with multiple different colors um, names and I can see families and couples and it's not just a teenager thing it's a thing <laughs> um, you know I was here the McClodes were here um, Trick, Trish and Bex, you know, all those kinds of things. 20, 2018, we came here 2018. Um, all these different names tagged on different pieces of rock. It's quite an interesting place. And the reason I'm here is because I finished my backpacking trip up the Heather Trail, which was an emotional experience. Um, and as soon as I finished the end of the trail, I suddenly experienced that I was actually deathly tired and I had forgotten. I didn't feel it at all, but somehow psychologically, um, now that I knew that I could, you know, the physical exertion was over, just it was as if my body just let me experience the full fatigue. And so I did. Um, and yeah, it was, like I said, a very emotional experience. Um, walking back and ending the hike, I managed to ask somebody to take a photo of me because I've taken some really terrible selfies, but mostly I have I have only have photos of the scenery and none of me. And I remember from my experience in West Thai, West Thailand Way that I really cherished that one photo I had of somebody else um, that somebody else took of me on the on the trail. So I asked someone again. I haven't checked it out to see what it looks like if they got a good angle or not if I was squinting whatever I haven't checked um I'm sure I'm filthy and but also very happy <laughs> in the photo that's all that really matters um and then then forwards from kicking horse onwards and especially from buckhorn onwards the trail got so busy with both backpackers, just so many backpackers, and even worse, there were so many day hikers. And obviously day hikers often come in large groups. They're coming with a very different mindset than backpackers. Um, and there were just so many people on trail um, and at each campsite. Uh, so I was eager to leave. I was really eager to you know, avoid the weekend crowd. Um, and, and I, I had lost a lot of that solitude and peace I enjoyed earlier on the backpacking trip. So 
I was just kind of ready to say, right, I'm just going to walk out of here and just um, focus less on, less on the scenery, less on anything else, and just focus on the act of backpacking, act of, act of walking with a weight on my back and listening to the sounds and then the music. And, you know, again, that getting in the zone of putting one, one foot in front of the other and just kind of enjoying that. And so I did. Um, and I thought a lot um, about work, about life, about God, about my faith, about my relationships. Um, and by the end of it, I was really, really tired. And I didn't know that I was tired. But um, when I had finally reached that little signpost that marked the beginning and therefore also the end of Heather Trail and the parking lot, um, I sat down and I was just ex- fatigued, just completely came over me in that second. Um, and so I brushed myself off to the best of my abilities because I have a rental car. I don't want to leave it too dirty. Um, and then, you know, the car was so dusty. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to um, take it to a car wash uh, unless I want to get charged for um, extra cleaning. The car was so dusty. Uh, so I just kind of got myself ready. Um, I changed my shoes into my slippers, uh, put on some extra sunscreen because I really needed it. And then I started on the road trip portion, kind of heading back. Um, so I made one stopover at the beautiful kind of Cascade Lookout, um, which was on the way down from the trailhead. Uh, it's just like a drive-in kind of lookout that has a panoramic view of the surrounding range, uh, blue, kind of blue mountains and the, rain, the mountain range. Um, and then I did another tra- stop at Rhododendron. I can never say that word. Um, Rhododendron Flat, which was a nice little, again, a roadside attraction. Apparently, this is a very rare um, little preserve of rhododendrons, Pacific rhododendrons. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and so there was this lovely, peaceful little, you know, ten-minute um, loop you could walk around. These peaceful woods with with trees and. It was lovely, so I just, it was nice to also just, you know, again, um, take my mind off the really winding mountain um, road and mountain highway and just take a break for a little bit. Um, And then my next stop has so far been the slide. And then after that, I plan to visit Kokihala Canyon. Uh, But I am also worried it's going to be incredibly busy and therefore not my time to go on a Saturday. Uh, because I've been there before and if I'm going to enjoy it I would enjoy it I would much rather enjoy it on a quiet day Um, because it is a pretty tight kind of space it's like a kind of a Via Ferreira type of you know um, iron you know trail that they've created alongside this canyon and you kind of have to go this little file and I and I'm less interested in if it's going to be as busy as EC Manning was. Um, I think this is a marvelous Saturday um, in July, and hence everybody's out. So I might skip that and go straight to my next stop. I think it's going to be in Hope. Um, I have a couple of places that I looked up in advance. That being said, I don't have. Um, I still don't have cell reception, so I don't know. Um, what I, I had it at 
those connections were spotty. So as I've been driving through, I've been getting connection on and off. So I've got certain notifications and messages and updates and things like that. But I don't have it, you know. Um, right now, I didn't have it at the flat. I didn't have it at the lookout. Um, but I think along the highway, there are certain points where I just get, get it for a second in there and then it disappears. And so I don't know. I haven't really checked out the reviews. I haven't figured out what menu I want. I think in general, I probably want a salad or something really, really fresh because I'm, I, I, I missed fresh fruits and veggies. Um, but if there is a burger and fry place with freshly squeezed juice, like orange juice or apple juice, uh, that'll do as well. Um, so I'll look around and I haven't been able to see the menus of the restaurants that I um, kind of bookmarked in advance. So I think I'll just make my way to Hope first and then decide, walk around town and decide which where, where to eat exactly. I think it's around 2.30. I have to get my rental car back to Vancouver by 8 p.m. I hope to have another meal, squeeze in another meal and a car wash. Um, by then so I, I think that'll be plenty of time um, since I have probably less than three hours of driving to do now so two and a two and a bit um, two and a half maybe two and a, less than two and a half hours of driving um, so and if I skip Kokihala Canyon um, as a roadside stop I think I'll be able to um, definitely you know take my time eating uh, enjoying the road trip portion as well um, there is a part of me that really dreads there was a part of me that was really excited when I was actually ending the the backpacking portion on trail there was a part of me that was so excited to go back to work and I um, my mind started spinning in the positive way of all the things I need to do about work and I was quite excited to go back um, but now that the backpacking portion was was done and I was driving back there was a part of me that kind of dreaded getting the emails the messages the notifications um, or in some ways the lack thereof also you know making me feel unimportant uncared for um, there was all this kind of dread and anxiety coming in my heart and so and so I was kind of praying and I've been listening to um, a single playlist for the entire trail which is what I do um, and so I was listening to this um, playlist I had and the specific song that I had listened to on trail but never resonated with me that deeply, which is called um, The Belly of the Deepest Love by Towers. It's a, um, it's, it's a Christian song um, and, it's, and it's a worship song and it, and it resonated with me and I was crying while driving. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what that means or why or how, but it did. Um, and I'm just going to take each day by day. Um, and I'm just going to take today for what it is. It's still technically my part of my vacation, so I still get to rest. I still get to explore. I guess still get to eat really cool stuff. Um, especially since I've saved so much food uh, by eating you know, really cheap noodles and pastas and oatmeal for the past um, several days. Uh, I think I can, I think I deserve to splurge on a nice couple of nice uh, restaurant meals. Um, and post-hike meals are obviously part of the vacation, right? They're part of the hike. Uh, and so I'll talk to you next at whatever um, 
next stop I am at and uh, I guess that's it. Uh, talk to you soon.